Four Midwest Guys presents Mandalorian Review. Welcome back to Four Midwest Guys Presents The Mandalorian Review. We made it to Season 2, Episode 4, Chapter 12, and no Ahsoka. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought it was called The Siege. <laughs> it is called The Siege, um, but for a lot of fans out there, it might have been like, this is the week, and there, there were people going, yes, there, it's definitely going to happen. There's, no, it's definitely not going to happen. I was leaning more towards the yes, but uh, apparently those who said no were, were were brighter than I was and smarter than I was and knew a little bit more, uh, and it was all about the build-up. But this episode was still really, really good. Um, I don't know. What you guys think? Just like a non-spoiler like we've been kind of doing the last couple weeks. It was good. It was a fun episode. It was yeah. nice to nice return. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, nice little side quests. I mean... I think it's what I like about the show is like how they make the side quests tied into everything in mm -hmm. the grand scheme. Yeah, yeah, because it definitely drove the main story along and deepened it even, and added more to it as they were doing their their quest. Well, yeah, like quest. they they use it to build on the world and build on the ultimate mm -hmm. like story they're building up to. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. What do you think? Oh yeah, I mean it's got Easter eggs, it's got yeah. stormtroopers, it's got vehicles, you got spaceships. Space. It's only it's only it's only it's only missing the uh, the, the lightsabers. lightsabers yeah. The lightsaber, yeah, was the only thing missing. The lightsaber. Well, that's a spoiler alert. But hey, no lightsabers in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's so much a spoiler as it is like just don't expect a lightsaber. <laughs> don't expect a lightsaber in this one. Although I kind of spoiled it when I said no Ahsoka in this one. So sorry guys. But anyway, sure. <laughs> let's talk about this from this point on. It's spoiler alert because this whole thing is uh, we're gonna dissect it here as always. So let's talk about the first scene. Uh, Baby Yoda, not, maybe not your best engineer, at least not quite yet. Um, <laughs> or maybe he doesn't understand his colors quite yet, or he does understand his colors, but he doesn't understand about how Don't to connect switch the colors. them up. Or... <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. He's like, yeah. the red wire. Yes. <laughs> Put it where the blue wire was. And he pulls the blue wire. He's like, yeah, right. no. Put the other one in. He's like, but don't let him touch. And he's like... <laughs> It was hilarious. And a lot of guys online, and I agree with them, it reminded them of the, Groot, the baby Groot scene from Guardians 2, where he's like, don't touch the death button. That's that one? No! Yeah, Groot. It's just, you know, see, he can write comedy. He this can. Is, this, we, we, when he does comedy, he does it well. He does it well. It was. It was. It was. And, and Baby Yoda was used well. Even, yes. Even, he was still a stinker in this one, but he wasn't. He's just <laughs> he wasn't over the top. Yeah. He just loves he eating. Seemed, he seemed a lot more animated in this one than he has in the past episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He's not so much a. Uh, a I'm gonna say he was a bystander in the last couple episodes, but he hasn't been used as as, as well, much. We see Mando I'm, I'm like. Saying, 
I'm saying in general. Like he, in general, he seemed was more of a um, prop than he was a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the other episodes we've seen where he he's he's just he sits still and he turns his head or raises his hand. And this one, he's jumping up and down, and right. you know he's reaching reaching for the cookies or whatever, you know, spoiler or whatever. Right. But you know what I mean? Like he seemed more interactive, more as a character than he has been. Well, yeah, because they actually allowed him to interact more with the characters, and like you were saying, like there's like even after this uh, scene with the wires, like he's sitting there having a, a drink with them. Yeah. Like in the cargo hold. So, yeah, like they're sitting there, like he's having like actual dialogue with with baby Yoda or the child or right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 he is very much more animated. And, and I think that just, it makes the show better. I mean, anytime they anim- yeah. animate yeah. work with him. So, um, <clears throat> then I, I like the, I like the soup scene even too, whether we finally get to see how Mando at least drinks soup anyway, <laughs> with his, his uh, mask on where a little tilt back, kind of take a drink, mm-hmm. put it down. And even still, you didn't see any skin of his face or no. his chin or anything. No, like they angled that well. Kind of like tilt this up and then, yeah. It's like it's like they were in real control of the angles on this episode, weren't they? <laughs> Except for one shot. Except for one <laughs> shot. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I hope you have that ready to be pulled up. I, I don't, but Mr. Aikenbauer maybe can help us with that one. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I do to have that, don't I? <laughs> when you get a chance, Brian. Well, it's uh, in our it's in our texturing. But what we did find out, though, is uh, that they're uh, postponing their trip. They're going to stop at Navarro for repairs because the ship still sucks. It's still... The Mon Calamari boring. can't, you know, yeah. build anything to yeah. save your life. Yeah. Well, we even hear, like, the sound effect of the uh, the stalled hyperdrive the right stalled the hyperdrive, yeah. From, it's just directly from the Falcon, you know, that... Yeah, I can't do it, but anyway. Nor will I try again, ever. <laughs> Which, from what I remember, like, I remember looking that up. That's like a 1917 engine stall or something like that. Yeah, like leave, they... leave it to Ben Burt, the ultimate sound mixer. He's <laughs> the man when it comes to finding, you know, who would ever thought that, you know, a, a lightsaber would be, you know, just a mic against a... <laughs> Against a uh, so like a wrench hitting a tension wire, right? It's yeah. your blaster sound, right? So he's the master of that. But yeah, he mixed that with uh, God. I, I used to know this, um, but you're we'll right. <laughs> he he mixed it with other things though. But yeah, yeah. He's the, He's the man. I mean, he's the absolute man when it well, comes to sound effects. And even then, like, what was it his sound effects for Raiders? Like, he was only given one note, which was uh, hyper reality. I was just going to go into my little nerdy moment real quick. Yeah. Because uh, Indy's, Indy's handgun isn't the sound of a handgun. It's a 12-gauge Winchester rifle and a Civil War cannon mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's the man. Yeah, because it's like it's it's not a handgun. So when his handgun goes off, it's it feels handgun. like a freaking explosion. <laughs> it's a cannon. Yeah, it literally. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so our trip for to Ahsoka has been postponed, so uh, we're moving on though. Um, so the next scene, we find that uh, Cara Dune is now a marshal of Navarro, and uh, she's taking on she's she's in the former Mando covert. His is is the covert's gone, the armor's gone, the little the signet of the Mythosaur is gone from the from the from the wall and she's for like a little shadow or yeah there was there yeah whatever was you know you can see the the shadow of it or whatever from on the wall but everything's gone and uh it looks like a bunch of uh aqualish uh have taken over aqualish thieves. is that what they're called that's what they're called believe it or not i've just been calling them snaggletooth <laughs> <laughs> now and, 
Did they take over, or were they just ransacking the place? I thought they were ransacking. That's what I thought too. They were just kind of ransacking everything. They were just because it looked like, like, yeah. Well, they were just thieves taking stuff out of the, out of the, out of the place. I was assuming that they were there to stay only because they had they're getting ready to cook dinner. Um, That was the only thing that kind of led me down that that path. But I mean, it's possible that they were there just to ransack it. But yeah. Yeah, it really seemed like they were there taking all taking all the uh, taking the coins taking yep. like because like, even she had to clean them up off the table. Yeah, yeah, but she said she was going to give them back from the people the people they'd stolen. So I think they were. I thought they were using it as a hideout while they for thievery, and then she found them. I don't know. That that was just my take anyway. Yeah. Um, but but if you uh, the Aqualish though, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, hopefully I am. As Star Wars fans can yell at me later. Um, if you reckon you might recognize these guys um they are if you remember panda baba from uh the original star wars going all the way all the way back there he is um from the bar they're the same species though he was an aqualish as well so that except these tend to speak english or common uh rather than their their normal uh, I just heard walrus the whole yeah. time. That's all I heard. Yeah. So that, that, that's that's what they're kind of called jokingly as the walrus people. Uh, He's like, I'm a walrus. I'm a walrus too. I'm a walrus. <laughs> Gerald. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Is there no part of the Disney universe? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. They are no part of Disney, so why not? A little crossover for you. <laughs> Finding Mando. <laughs> <laughs> they they do the Mando theme like Walrus, ba ba bom ba ba bom Walrus. <laughs> but yeah, so for those of you wondering who, who they are, that's that's exactly who they are. So there, there's a nice little throwback from Mr. Dave Filoni to the rest of the world that uh, it is it is he recognizes that it's a big world, but it's also uh, a small world in some ways. There's your Disney tie-in. Um, <laughs> well, another thing I did notice that didn't happen in this scene, at least they didn't show it, but it was in the artwork, is that little ferret that she rescues actually breathes fire. So if you look hmm. at this artwork here from it, it look, shows him burning one of the guys. And the funny thing is, is they, they so this is an editing thing, and another editing thing, because they actually show one of these guys hitting the ground and his face is kind of melted. From from being on fire, I guess. I guess maybe Disney deemed it was probably too graphic. I too guess, graphic, or... maybe, or they cut it out. I don't know, but 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 it looks like originally this guy was supposed to breathe fire, which would have been pretty damn cool in my estimation. But man, you might be right. Disney might have put the the brakes on that one. Which is funny because I just read today they've approved an R-rated Deadpool three. <laughs> yeah, with new writers though. New so I'm like, eh, well, we'll see. But the, the writer did Bob's Burgers, so. Oh, is that who it okay. Yeah, well, so like, that right could then. work there. <laughs> There's some good good comedy right <laughs> I didn't hear it was him, so okay. Her. Or her, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> so uh, Mando returns to uh, Navarro, and I love when the, the the Razor Crest lands, and it's the ultimate bucket of bolts, and even the, the damn ramp doesn't come down all the way. <laughs> He's got to jump off the ramp to get down. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting out of the Duke's hazard. you got to get out the window. The car door doesn't open. Um, it was pretty funny, though. I thought a, a nice little funny, funny thing. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like that car you pull up behind at the drive-through, and they have, they have to open their door to have to change through because their window doesn't work, and they and they smack the building with the door. <laughs> right, exactly. Or it reminds me of my grandpa who had a Pinto, a blue, a light blue Pinto, and it the 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 door handle had fallen off and he was so cheap he wouldn't get another car so he had a piece of rope 
<laughs> that he would use to close the door with, tied with. That's what it, that's what this is. This this the, the razor crest has become to me in my mind. If, if, if the Mon Calamari could have ratchet straps, they would have put that thing together with ratchet <laughs> straps. Ratchet straps. <laughs> but yeah, so it's seen better days. Uh, but luckily, uh, he's got some good credit. Um, so he's obviously out of money here because he's not even offering money at this point. He's used it all up in his adventures. And uh, get from paying squids to fix your ship. Yeah, give him a thousand credits to tie it back together. Um, <laughs> it tied it back together. True. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah he said, "What, what do you say? What kind of what kind of credit does my name have? Or is my credit still good here, or something like that?" I thought it. I thought that's what he said. Yeah, he said, "What kind of credit do I have here?" Or, yeah, and uh, frankly, I was I was expecting like your money's no good here or something like that, basically. Yeah, yeah but they they said they work something out, but yeah, uh, you know, and obviously they were going to because they got something in mind for him. They do the they plot, do. the plot, making <laughs> and then we get that nice little sinister turn to the to the one alien, the mechanic. dog, the dog looking shifty eyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not a spy. <laughs> I'm not a spy at all. I'm not a bad guy. What are you talking about? Who's a bad guy? <laughs> uh, and then we so uh but we find out though that marshall dune is doing more than just going after thieves she's cleaned up the entire town um so navarro is not the uh, wretched hive of scum and villainy if you will anymore there's there doesn't even seem to be bounty hunters around anymore they've gotten out of that business it seems like and now you've yeah, got more of a tra traitor Traders, Traders World. Well, the bar's a yeah. school now. Yeah, they know? turned the bar into a school. There's an open air market. Like before, there was kind of a market, but it was kind of sleazy. This is nice and clean. Everything. This is a Gatlinburg market. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it is. It kind of reminded me of Aladdin. <laughs> What's that? The it Aladdin. reminded me of Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. The yeah Aladdin. There's another good analogy. Yeah. Another Disney tie in there. <laughs> yeah. Street rock. I don't. I wonder right. if we. I wonder if we go back through, we'll find anything from Aladdin in there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, you know, Ezra, Ezra Bridger, as they reuse sets from other films. <laughs> well, you know, look, go back to Ezra Bridger. They used to call him a loath rat. You know, was kind of he kind of looked like Aladdin too. So there's all kinds of Disney in there. It's, it's my arm stretching for that connection there. Right behind, <laughs> you. Right behind you, sir. Okay. Right behind you. Here. But again, just like yeah. the no, 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 God, please, <laughs> we're gonna lose any oh, no. signal here. It's it's, it's Ezra Bridger. It's Ezra Bridger. He looks just like Aladdin. AKA Aladdin. Yeah, Force. You can hold on to him tonight. Okay. Oh, you can hold on to him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's Ezra. So, AKA we'll set frame him. The, ah, drunk. AKA the Aladdin Jedi. There's <laughs> gonna be. I'm about just pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> Stop. And, but it turns out that, you know, not only is she the marshal, but uh, Grief Cargo is like the magistrate now. So he's like, you know, it's kind of like the mayor and they're running the whole town and they're keeping things nice. Um, and he's even let, uh, we get reintroduced to uh, the Mithril, uh, which goes all the way back to chapter one, scene one, um, which is the blue the blue guy. See, I think Mithril, I think the uh, armor from Lord of the Rings. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> In Star Wars, yeah, the Mithril, 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 Mithril. But he's How's back. But he's back, and apparently, Horatio Sands. Horatio Ooh, Sands. Yes, yes. <laughs> good, good point, Brian. I forgot about that. Um, but uh, they they bring him back, and you know, we find out more about his story. Why it was actually he was he screwed Greek cargo over, and now he's brought him back, and he has to work off three hundred fifty years worth of debt <laughs> to repay. Um, but he's running the books for 
for grief, I guess, and taking just care with of with one eye. With one eye, which is awesome. <laughs> Because I thought that was a great tie-in. It was like, hey, you know. The Carbonite, carbonite uh, Vision Return. Yeah. Sickness. According to your notes there, Hobbs Solso. Oh, Hobbs Solso, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you type quickly. <laughs> Hobbs Solso, a.k.a. Han Solo. Uh, obviously couldn't see in Return of the Jedi either from hibernation sickness. So yeah. His was temporary, but maybe he's got something a little bit more extensive there. The blind Han Solo took out Boba Fett, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Boba Fett's like, son of a bitch. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but this time around, I found the Mithril overall less annoying. What would you guys think? He just, he seemed like he fit in. Like, he had a purpose. He was a bookkeeper, and that's, yeah, it's exactly how he seemed like he fits in there. Okay. Brian, what did you think? Yeah, I did. Uh, I haven't found him annoying yet. I didn't find him annoying in the very beginning. I and didn't either. Oh, or, really? I did. Or, or here, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's basically a, you know, guy trying to get out of not being turned into, you know, whatever yeah. fate he has coming to him. I, I just, I thought he played the perfect, the, the perfect role for him, which is kind of like the coward in the, the whole situation. Like, yeah. I, do I, I, I'm not going there. Are you crazy? No way. You know, it, <laughs> it was just funny. Little, I thought the comedy worked for the, yeah. the entire scene for the entire episode. So. I like, I like uh, you know, a little farther on, but I really liked his, you want to go out there, there's no handrail. Yes, and that's in the notes. Yes, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I, when we get to that, I'll talk about that later. Cause <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome to so, see. Somebody is apparently a big fan of uh, Family Guy, too. Because Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but let's talk about going to school here. Baby Yoda finally goes to school. Um, so that, the, like John was talking about earlier, they turned the bar, the big bar, into a, an actual school for kids. And uh, it's like all ages too. Yeah, C three PO. Yeah, female C three PO. They're teaching, um, and I just thought it was cool. I liked the whole scene. I love the the stealing of the cookies with the force. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it was the first time like Baby Yoda reached out for food, and someone just went no. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and he's like, well, screw you. <laughs> did you did you see? Uh, oh my chicken nuggies. <laughs> one of the one of the girls in the back had uh, Ray's hairstyle. No, I did no. not see that really. No, yeah, because had people had people check in the timeline to see if that was actually like Ray oh, in school was, yeah, because she had the Ray. same she had the same like triple uh, she had a triple um, triple bun pony, yep triple ponytail. Hmm. I never I, I didn't see that. I have to go back and look at that now just for that, and then where I'll work the timeline myself. I don't think it works out, but it doesn't. They said it's it's off a little while. Yeah. But anyway, that that would be an interest. That would be an awesome Easter egg if that was the case. But um, but yeah. Um, and the other thing I liked about the school scene, I don't know if you guys heard it in the background, but she's talking about the uh, the maelstrom, and she was talking about how to navigate the Kessel, which I thought was a cool time. Oh, okay. Time. The kids were learning about the physics of the maelstrom and how they have to navigate all this. In order nice to the Kessel run, which all comes from Solo. Yeah, obviously. So I thought that was a cool tie-in. So. Which is pretty neat. Little fly going around there. Yeah, he's been. He, he came out just as soon as I turned the camera on too. So he, is, he likes the lights. <laughs> yeah, he likes the lights. Buzz off. I don't know how you got to fly in November, but somehow I found one. Um, <coughs> uh, so let's move on to uh, to the whole plan. So the, they've got this plan for Mando, and uh, apparently there's a uh, there's an Imperial base on kind of on maybe not on the other side of the planet, but not too far from the city. Um, they have like they've actually set up a green zone too, which I thought was very militaristic, kind of cool feeling like they created this safe zone. But they found this imperial base supposedly. Um, what did you guys think about that? Because I was like, 
how did Grief Karga not know about this base well, last time? Well, they mentioned they briefly mentioned it. Like there was one line where they said like when the raid came by, like at the end of uh, season one. Yeah, they said that's where they all came from. Came from. So, so I I don't know, Brian. What what did you think about that? Did you find that odd, or did you just think it was they kept it secret kind of thing? Well, I think that it was it was more it was a secret. I think maybe they thought it was a deserted post to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody, nobody really went there because it was in the the lava uh, lava runs as well. Yeah. So they probably didn't think there was that much stuff out there. But you know, come to find out, it's a act, like an active civil, you know, active base. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of it kind of played back to the um, you know the Death Star two. Yes. Where oh, it's just being built. Oh no, it's fully operational. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. ooh, they, they've hit it well. It's a little deeper. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. deeper going on. See, so yeah, I just they got I, some true hydro hydrothermal or hydroelectric energy going on there. Yeah, there's Geo, geothermal energy. Geothermal, yeah, definitely going on. <laughs> some serious geothermal going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the actual assault on the base. Um, the siege itself. The siege itself. Yes, that's, you're right. That's what I should have called it. The siege itself. Um, so the mithril again, good comic relief throughout all this, this whole thing. Um, and, uh, I love it. Here it comes. So the whole, there's no, there's no safety rail there. Um, they, they send them out the, and, yeah. and it's basically like the, uh, the tractor beam yes. control and the new hope, new hope yes. but, it, it, but yeah, he has, has to like go there, but like straight <laughs> underneath is like the pile of lava. And he says, there's no guardrails or anything here. And I was just like, Thank you. The Star Wars universe is not OSHA compliant. Not even the, the Imperials are not at all. And they didn't even like like when Episode Seven came around and Han Solo just falls into a giant chasm. Empire has no no no. What the hell? Empire doesn't care if you live or die. You're just a number. So yeah. That is not a very good workflow. No, it is not. not it's like if that is that. not very efficient, Empire. <laughs> the OSHA, the OSHA would be if there was such a thing in Star Wars as OSHA, that would be all over the Emperor's ass. I, I honestly would love but, to see a Star Wars OSHA <laughs> spinoff right now. <laughs> but I thought it was a great callback. I think it's even a callback to Family Guy of the Blue Harvest special, where they're like the guys that are standing right next to the Death Star beam are like, "You ever notice there's no guardrail here?" Yeah. <laughs> You just fall. <laughs> so I think it's just them making fun of themselves and nodding you know, to themselves. You know, I, I think I might have an idea as to why they never put guardrails on anything. Because imagine the hell, like back in 1977 and 1983, it would have taken to crop all, like an extra tiny little line out. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, they didn't have the uh, rotoscoping that we have now. Yeah, we have today. So. Yeah, there you go. That's also, very true. also, the stormtroopers couldn't see for shit through those helmets. Can you imagine <laughs> them running into those guardrails and falling over anyway? Yeah, they're already, like, hitting their heads on the blast doors. <laughs> yeah. So we did this study. The Imperial did the study. We found out that TK stormtroopers were less to die without guardrails. So. You know you know what? G- given this, this mindset of productivity the Empire has, they were destined yeah. to fail. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Brian's going to freeze land. Oh, no! He's frozen! And on the perfect picture, too. Yeah, poor, poor guy. Brian. Hold on, Brian. Uh-oh. I'll get you back. There's a poor network connection. Oh, man. We've got to Two get you weeks like in a row. We did really what? well with the first tips. There he is. There he is. You get you like a spare router up here or something. I, I got one. But... You do. Hey, I'm back again. You're back. Hey. hey. <laughs> what fantastic. Were you, what were you saying, B? Sorry. I wasn't saying anything. You were saying something. You went. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add about the guardrail? 
Uh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so they find the. Let's talk about the big, the big one of the big reveals, the big deep things, and that, that that's when they come across the lab on their way out. Um, it seems like, you know, even when they before they even got there, the Imperials at the controls they were trying to purge drives because the the alerts were going off in the base, you know, mm -hmm. and they're just trying they're they're trying to cover their tracks. So, you know, it's 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 super secret whatever they're working on. Has got the highest level of secrecy within the, you know, within the empire, and it's that it's this new thing with the empire too of, you know, screw it. If you're going, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down. You know, kill it all, um, kind of thing. What did you guys think of that that whole scene where they, they even shoot the, the controls on the panel at one point too? It's it's exactly what a military operation would do when they're trying to cover, you know, sensitive information. Yeah, and especially yeah, when I mean, they it's discover, a, it's yeah. the same thing that the Chinese did in Texas. <laughs> When they started burning all their burning all their files and stuff. Oh, you mean for that? Yeah, that uh, they had like a what was that? Like a government center or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they so they started and they started burning all that stuff when they mm -hmm. people found when they found out they were spying on everybody before they got sieged. They put everything in trash cans and started burning. It's the same same thing. Blow it up, you yeah. know. Keep it. Uh, keep this. Keep our secret secret kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it was. I just found that real interesting. That, that that tells you right away that we're about to get a big reveal. At least I thought anyway. Um, and so as we come to these pods that uh, and I got pictures. I need to remember to to uh, use that. <coughs> to the pod, that looks is, so much better than the one you have on your screen. Yeah, I know the one I did on my screen. I actually took with my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the pixelation is just perfect. Yeah. So. Uh, I was like, what is this? Is this a water son sonar picture? <laughs> it's, oh, the original, the baby. <laughs> it's the original poster of Shape of Water. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, but as we, as this is all going on in the background, you hear that, that methodical um, Snoke music, right? Which is just that, just that, like that, that, uh, you know, it's that, that, that whole thing that, and if you ever go back to the actual soundtrack for episode seven, the Force Awakens, it's called Snoke, and you can hear, you can listen to the whole thing, but most of it's just like that ominous kind of down oh, deep chant. chant draw, you know. Yeah. Um, almost like a didgeridoo kind of sound. But anyway, um, so that's my first hint here that they're hinting that this is somehow related oh, to. Are we, Snoke. are we on Jimmy Fallon? Yes, we are. I'm going to just keep throwing graphics hey, on top of graphics. You, well, no, no, I mean, like, you just, you threw out. Dindry do. I thought maybe that was one of those words. Like, have you seen that Jimmy Fallon stuff where he has NFL no. players throwing random words in no. the interviews, and then they watches him do it? No, can't say. That's uh, what I thought we were doing there with the oh. Dindry do. Oh no, 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 no. Throw no, no. Dindry do in there. No Pee Wee Herman secret word of the day or anything. Ah, yeah, uh, no, nothing like that. Um, I got a Gravity Falls joke in there somewhere. <laughs> but if Rhyme you, Flavin. <laughs> But if you look side by side here, you look at the pod monster. That's that's what I'm going to call our test tube Snoke. And then you look at a picture of Snoke. You can kind of see there's the ears kind of sticking out. The ears kind of sticking out. The the crack in the head is similar. I still feel like I'm looking at an ultrasound. The mothers, of course. Oh, I see my baby. I'm like, yeah. What I what I think was sure. What a beautiful yeah. What I thought was most prevalent there is is the crack in the skull. Yes. That's, and that's that's kind of what did it for them. And then you listen and you hear, you hear the the Snoke music. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I, it may not be Snoke. It may be in the first attempt at a Snoke or some kind of Snoke thing. A Snoke. A Snoke. A Snoka. A Snoka. A Snoka. A Snoka. <laughs> Snoke V1 version 1.0. Well, well, we have uh, 
Was it Sasha Banks there? Why not uh, Jimmy Snuka? Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> Snuka. Jimmy Snuka. Snuka. Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> Superfly. <laughs> but yeah, I think it looks. But, so there are some real similarities. You got the music. You've got the thing in the head. The ears sticking out. The nose to me looked a little bit like Palpatine here. But I can't really make it any bigger than I did. But. But didn't didn't they originally like a, like didn't we find out that Snoke was actually that maybe, was who they were trying to look like Palpatine anyway? Like Palpatine, they were like an early version of a Palpatine yeah. clone or yeah. something. That's what they were yeah. hinting at anyway. They never were like most things in Rise of Skywalker. They leave it open. There's going to be a lot of retconning in this next couple seasons, aren't there? To yeah. make up for so many plot well, holes. It, it, and then that's what Floney's known for, though, because if you if you go back and watch the whole Clone Wars series, it actually makes Episode Three even like better. Uh, than it ever could have been on its own uh, because it adds depth and character and, and yeah. development and all that so I, I got a feeling that. that's what they're doing here but um, so that all those rumors you've heard about them rebooting the sequel trilogy I, I, I don't think there's anything to that I think this is going ahead you know that they're they're going to go with what they got and they're going to they're going to do the same thing they're going to wreck it's not so much retconning as it is filling in the blanks so to speak yeah making it fit yeah um, fixing plot holes. Well, yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. I, I, I can't deny it. You know. um, oh, did you say plot holes or potholes? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. That's exactly what it always feels like whenever you it drive it, over those. Yeah, right. fix it. It's fix it. It's the dip in forty-two there, but they can't seem to fix it ever. Well, I mean, let's face yeah. it. The you know Disney had two hundred million to throw away for the the punchline about the exhaust port. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they, they fixed that, though, with... With know, $200 Rogue, million Rogue dollars and, and, you know, just threw out a movie. It's like, oh, fine, Rogue. you want to make fun of our uh, exhaust port there? We'll throw a whole fucking movie at you. <laughs> I had no problem with Rogue One. I thought that was great. But, it was a good uh, movie. It was a good movie. Uh, you like to watch everyone you get to know die. Yeah, well, it's a tragedy, but, eh, you know. Life's but, full of tragedies. It is, it is. Um, so let's let's move on to the next part of this, which is the Doctor Pershing hologram message, um, mm. which is our cloning Doctor from season one. Um, you know, it's the guy that comes out with the the stuff. And he's perfectly healthy and he's all excited and stuff. And we know he's a clone clone uh, scientist because he still has that patch on his arm, which is from Camino, which is where all the cloning was done, um, which we, they pulled from Clone Wars and made the connection last season with. We did, um, but he's back and he, this time they the mithril just kind of hacks the system and pulls up a half of a hologram message and to me it's kind of sounds like they're experimenting with cloning like they're trying to synthetically give force abilities to people by injecting them with the blood of other force of other force sensitives in this case being baby yoda because he yep. says he he's they've run out of blood and well didn't they say that know. some of them rejected it yeah yeah like the body rejected it yeah that's been some rejected problem. it and yeah. then he said, uh, what was the other thing he said? Oh, um, the Mando said, well, that must be an old message because... They thought he was Gideon's dead. They dead. thought Gideon, Gideon was dead. dead. And he goes, yeah. no, this is three days ago. It was like two days ago. Yeah. 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 Aha. Aha. The plot thickens and suddenly Mando's like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> I got to go get the kid. Um, but yeah, so this is interesting. So, you know, the, and they, I also like how they referred to... Um, midichlorians they didn't even bring up the word because it's been so controversial it's, it's such a it's the, sensitive the, topic the m count the m count the m count uh, we won't find another m count but it's baby yoda's blood that they've been trying to and he said he took all he could without killing the kid 
and he's but mm-hmm. he, he only got like a small amount. So Which you out. know would probably explain why he's so hungry. It might be. You're right. You know? That's a good good point. Yeah, he's trying to rebuild all his blood cells. Yeah. Um, I would call them red blood cells, but I don't think he has red blood. Um, <laughs> get into a whole other sense of science sci-fi there. But if we th- if we throw in the, some of the EU though, every time they've tried to clone a Jedi, whether it's in the EU novels or in video games, it always it's very rarely successful. Like it's either they come out physically mutated or they come out mentally screwed up in their head. And it's only like a one percent chance out of millions of tries that they finally get it to get it to work. And when they do, like I said, they're either like Snoke, which is you know still on the screen there, still on the screen, <laughs> who's uh, physically, um, physically I was say, handicapped. You, you guys are starting to look like the like the closet from ET. <laughs> Let me put up a picture of the Terminator. Like all I see, um, all I see is the yeah. two heads inside of all these doors. <laughs> right. Visual um, clutter. Or they end up mentally, or they're screwed up in the head, so they're either physically disformed or they end up with some sort of real, they're, they're messed up in the head. Like, they, they can't, you know, they're crazy, essentially. I'd actually hope we get to see one of these crazy, you know, failed experiments. I would like to see it in live action or yeah. even in cartoon Or at least form. just one episode. Yeah, because we've know? had, they've done, a, they did the, the first set of novels, they did uh, that whole Heir to the Empire, and uh, those first three books they did is about a Jedi who was cloned and uh, he was crazy. He was nuts and Thrawn used him. And anyway, it was, it was actually a really good story and I, I would love to see, you're right. I would love to see something like that kind of come Be a great fruition. season three episode. Yeah. Yeah, it would. It really would. Um, so again, it looks like it's maybe an early version of uh, trying to create uh, Snoke or maybe even the emperor. Cause I said like the nose kind of looked like the emperor. So maybe they're trying already trying to resurrect uh, Papaltine, I don't know. Um, and then again, like we were talking about, I think, you know, I think Filoni's trying to, um, you know, make Rise of Skywalker better through Mando. So we're going to get the backstory of how they, well, yeah, I mean, how they created makes, the Emperor. Don't drag yes, down Mando it, it, with that movie. It, it, it makes sense that he's, he's trying to, because that was like the biggest thing was, wait, all of a sudden we're just going to all of a sudden get that we're cloning Palpatine. Well, now we're getting the little bit of Easter eggs that show that they were trying to clone. Who are they trying to clone? Mm-hmm. You know, us us people who are you know really diving into this Star Wars stuff. We're figuring this out. But how many people you think didn't figure it out yet? You know, yeah. like I'm gonna guess my dad. Yeah. You know, because sure. he doesn't dive into Star Wars, but who we watch will be like, "Ooh, that's neat. Ooh, that's neat." And then like several episodes down the road, and they're gonna go, you know, we just created Snoke or whatever. We're trying to. He's gonna. He's gonna go. Oh. That fits in with this. And then all of a sudden, he's like, that, that makes sense. Right. Whereas diehards from day one have been going, excuse me, I have a few questions. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Pardon excuse me. me. Hello? Hello? Excuse me? <laughs> I still hate the movie. I still hate it. Uh, I've been, seen it three times. I we, still hate it. We've been time. down that road, man. It was, I mean, they, they tried to cram too much, and this, they should have made two movies out of it. I said that they should have had a, a freaking bible been done with it you know yeah <laughs> like it like the way tv series have bibles yes, that's yes. what they should have i had. agree all three movies should have had a single but they didn't do it that way i i have to put that on kathleen kennedy but anyway we won't go down that dark road um <laughs> so let's go on to escaping the base um i thought the the fly out by mando i thought was cool with the whole the lava underneath him and the stormtroopers and how he flew and how he flew that off jetpacks like really coming in handy yeah. in this episode 
Very much so. And uh, he, he can sure cover a lot of ground pretty quickly, too, with that thing. Yeah, they couldn't get in the door initially, and then, like, he just flies up, just sends the elevator straight down to him. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's becoming a full-on Mandalorian, man, with that jetpack. Um, just like the title. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we get the cool chase with the Marauder. They're calling it the Marauder, which is basically like the troop transport we've seen, but it's just more beefed up with uh, weapons and stuff, but... I thought that was cool through the canyon. That's, that's yeah. the thing we saw in the trailer. You know, so I, I was just, I was you know going through our intro now. We're, we're out of uh, trailer Almost. footage now. There's one scene that I know of, and I won't give it away because I don't want to spoil anybody. But it's in it's in our intro that they haven't shown yet. So yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like, we're almost out of almost out of material. Yeah, yeah which there's... makes it seem like we're probably out of material certain next week. And I think they're trying to keep it a secret because it's it's only like a two second clip. If that, maybe even a second and a half. Was it that character you guys were all talking about? Um, uh, no, no, actually, no. it's something else. Okay. Um, and I don't want to give anything away. All right, uh, we, we'll talk about it off show, but uh, <laughs> if you really want to know. But, um, so, but the, the other thing I loved about the whole dive scene—did you guys catch it out? The other, the two guys are screaming their heads off. The it's rolling, and she's just smiling the whole time as, as this thing's plumbing their yeah. to their death. Well, because she was a dropship uh, yeah. trooper, so she's used to that. Yeah, she's just she's getting the adrenaline rush. I love that. I was like, man, that's so true to her character. It's a nice, it's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, very nice touch. And, then, and they land on his speeder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. He goes, wait, he goes, wait, was that my speeder? <laughs> was that my speeder? Yeah, no, it was the other speeder parked out by the door. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> but I, and then I, what I love was when they send the speeder bikes, like the exact yes. the exact model of Return of the Jedi speeder bikes, yep. do the same dive too. But again, like a bike trying to go down a steep hill, mm. two of them crash immediately. And I, t I tell you what, I was almost I was about this much to give them credit. I was watching it because they're dodging all the shit. And I'm like, I'm about to get. I was just about to say. Wow, they're actually doing really well, and that's when they crash into each yeah. other. I was like, and I was like, oh. but I was fine with that. I was like, the, that yeah. physics, like, you know what? I'm not even gonna say you guys are bad pilots because yeah. that's fucking tricky. That was badass. That was a really cool scene, and a really somebody thought that out, put some yeah. time into that one. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, like John said, it definitely felt like two bikes going down, yeah. um, down down the side of it like a steep cliff. Like I can remember doing that as a kid on a BMX bike, and yeah. like. You know, it was either me or a friend of mine would, you know, hit a rock the wrong way and go flying over the handlebars or whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, I can only imagine what, because those, they, they're using the hover technology, so and those rocks were jagged. If right. the rocks were, if it was more of a hill, yeah. I don't think they would have had a problem, but it was the angles that was kicking, yeah. kicking, the, mm -hmm. you can see the bikes kicking certain directions. Yeah. I thought it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was badass. It really was. <laughs> and then I, I like the explosion at the end because you have the TIE fighters taking off. And then in the background, it looked like something out of a Vietnam uh, movie or something because you saw the TIE fighters' wings come up and they're taking off. And then all of a sudden, you see this. And I got to hand it to Carl Weathers; he's the director on this one. He did a really nice job. And yeah, the, the like his timing and yeah. plotting of that entire chase sequence was—it's might be the best action scene that we've seen in this show. Yeah, I, I say yep. give give him another shot at least. Yeah. Uh, maybe even give him a movie. I don't know if I go that far yet, but he's he's, he's definitely I thought this episode was really well done. It was. No, the the only thing I didn't like about the uh, that scene there was the um the lava came straight up to the base. Yeah. But they had talked about how that was lava flow canyon. I felt like it needed to also burst out the side. Mm -hmm. Into the cavern, you know what I mean? Into the, yeah, into the like, cavity. That, yeah. See it in the background, chasing them or something. Yeah, Kinda like, like not really, yeah, thing yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Or, I, or, the, or at the very end, when they're coming out there, and you, you see the guy's helmet roll. 
Yeah. <laughs> all the all of a sudden you see the, all of cool. a sudden you see the lava come over top of the helmet because it's you know it's oozing down. Oozing I, thought down. That kind of I will cool. say this that that scene you talk about with the helmet when what was it one of the speeder bikers they gets on the was a marauder mm-hmm. and yeah. he's about to throw a grenade in and uh, I, I'm just gonna keep calling him Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like he's he's manning this uh, this tail gun and he finally turns it around and he aims it right at the guy and blasts like just annihilates and I was like. That has got to be the most overkill I've seen in any Star Wars thing. <laughs> I was like, that was beautiful. That's like putting a Death Star to kill one person. So, yeah, it's like, oh, you're going to get killed by a grenade and blown up by a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the helmet just falls off there. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing left of him after that. Hey, if I'm the guy playing that Stormtrooper, I go, hey, at least I went out with freaking style, man. <laughs> it's like, you will not forget it, this death. Yeah, my, my death will live on. Grandiose. <laughs> See, after the speeder bikes are taken out and the TIE fighters are coming out after yep. them, TIE fighters, yeah, you get the feeling like tactically their weaponry, their weaponry, their maneuvering is, it's gonna handle better than this Marauder. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then, like, right as soon as they leave the canyon, we get a surprise with the Razor Crest. With the Razor Crest, <laughs> we get a nice Top Gun esque. Uh, you know, this guy's a one hell of a pilot. I, I gotta tell you, the more I watch, the more I go, is this guy even, is, is he force sensitive? And I, I don't want to say everybody in Star Wars is a Jedi, because I don't want to, I'm not one of Why is everybody people. a freaking Jedi? But I'm just saying, I'm like, <laughs> this guy's got some serious flipping skills. He's taking this old piece of junk, which, by the way, is, seems to gone from piece of junk to fully restored, so those mechanics did one hell of a job. Yeah, it was um, like a restoration, pit my ride. Yeah, right? Um, but, I mean, he knows how to fly that damn thing, and he flies it really, really well. I, I just want um, him to be a really skilled pilot. I'll leave it at that. Do not give him any force yeah. sensitive well, stuff. One of, my, God, one, of my no. favorite, one of my favorite things about this whole thing, this whole scene here, was the fact that after they killed the uh, the, the stormtroopers, yeah. it got real quiet, and then you just you can hear that you can hear the TIE fighters in the canyon. Yes. Uh, the, the, that, that that the low hum screeching sound. That yes, comes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. That was so. And they're like, they're, they're like all laughing or whatever. They're like, oh, good job, yeah. And all this, you can hear it. And they get they all freeze and they're like, oh crap. <laughs> I do want to say this about the Tie Fighters though. Every time like you got to like their lock on screen and you heard that like, and they would fire and hit nothing. Yes, <laughs> I was like. Are they programmed to miss it? Like, TIE Fighters are worse aims than the Stormtroopers. Well, even, even Vader missed Luke by some miracle after I, I, I was, I was wait I was waiting for all of a sudden the Falcon to come in from the side and go, <laughs> all right, hit him, let's go home, kid. <laughs> well, instead you got the crest, but yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good enough there. And but right. yeah, I, lo- I, love, I love the crest, like I said, you know, the uh, the vehicles and the, the, star, the star view, the, the ships are just awesome to me to watch just do all the maneuvers, like you said, Top Gun and stuff. When he goes up and he kills his engine. Yes. He does and like that drop. hold. Oh, yeah. And, then they and do, like, they're just like, they're, he's barrel rolling. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like something out of World War One dogfighting or something. It was, yeah. so, it was so awesome. And then Baby Yoda jumping up and down, like he, he's enjoying it. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah, so yeah. fun. Oh, the Baby, Yoda Baby Yoda's got some bloodlust in him. <laughs> I, I loved it. He was, it was like a roller coaster ride for him. He's like, and then he throws up. What else do you do? me of like, you know, as you know, you, as we're all we're all dads. You know, yeah. When you throw your kid up in the air, and they're loving it, they're loving it, they're loving it, and then all of a sudden you stop, and then they go, or stomach can handle it. Or if you're unlucky like me, and you're doing it, and all of a sudden you're you're holding your kid like this for just a second, and then yeah, that happened oh, to I me. I, I, I didn't get that one. Oh, I, I did. Yeah. I, yeah. 
but I did, you know, I did, you know, throw up in the air a good three or four feet. And <laughs> I, th- I think I just created an adrenaline junkie with mine. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> you got yeah. lucky. <laughs> I, I I made the mistake of stopping just for a second to see if she was okay. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think usually by that point I've handed her, handed her back to, to my wife. Yeah. Where she's like, I'll stop throwing her. I was like, here you go. You can have her. But I, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I call it the father. I call it the father bop baptism. You get pooped on, peed on, threw up on. The, you know, that's there's the there's the three. That's really, you earn your stripes. Which okay, the one thing I do want to say is I like how we see the Tie Fighters landed with the wings folded, and then they take off and they mm-hmm. extend out. Yep. That looked a lot cooler than just like having them like on a on a like, rail. Yeah, in Force Awakens yes. It's like because again between. Between no railings, between just like killing all your, you know, troopers because whatever, we got more. Um, and the fact that their targeting system seems to be off by a decimal point. <laughs> there's just not a lot of efficiency with this empire. <laughs> no, no they, they, they go for, they go for, they go for the, it's all fake. It's not all fake, but they go for the, the, the look, right? It's all about they're, looking they're, menacing. more Having, than, having more than, than, than being know, precise. Yeah. Well, I think John would go with that. To go with that, the reason why they fold down is because of, like, they're on a planet with wind. I mean, I so, like that. So, so, so if they stayed up, yeah. you know, it kind of blow them over. So that's why when they're in space, they leave them up because there's no need to fold them down. But they're. But they're... I really, I, it's, it's it's badass though. We saw that when we saw. Uh, when we saw them uh, land in the first in the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, land, they're flying, oh, and the, awesome. the the wings are straight. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Um, they actually not to get all nerdy on you guys, but they came up with it, it, it's called it's a Tie Fighter something. They gave it a technical designation, like a, a, like a Ranger version. Or, it's not Ranger, but it's well, it's TIE my it's, it's my favorite of the Tie Fighters. Explorer, yeah, kind of, yeah, like a, it's the like Tie a, Fighter Bronco Two. It's like a, a rugged a rugged outdoor version version of the the, the LV <laughs> the L, the Tie Fighter LV yeah, the four by four. It actually comes complete with Sirius inside. Yeah. <laughs> and for those that want to drive slow, there's a white Bronco style. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Star Wars uh, vehicles and characters, let's talk about the X-Wing captain. He's back, um, and he's investigating the explosion that happened at the base, and Greet doesn't tell him anything. Um, yeah. He plays it very coy with him, and I just wonder... What is his motivation? Because he keeps, he doesn't tell him the entire truth. He gives him very little information, like he doesn't know anything about it. He doesn't tell him about Mando when he brings up the Razor Crest. He's like, ah, come on. And they don't know anything pre Empire. That like, ah, the droids in there. <laughs> he's covering for Mando, which I get, but why not tell him about the full on Imperial base? That's my question to you guys. What do you think? I just think he was covering for Mando, at least, because it seemed like he wasn't identifying a Razor Crest or having him around, because as we've seen before, they he does kind of have a bit of a warrant out for him in uh, the Republic, yeah. so borderline, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My my, th- my thought is that um, he doesn't want he doesn't want Imperial or Rebel forces there. Yeah, he wants. To he doesn't want himself. anybody there. So yeah. if 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 he says that yeah, well, there was a base here, all of a sudden that they're, you know, they're they're going to bring in their their forces to double check. So now all of a sudden he's going to have that presence there. So as it stands right now. He's in charge of the whole planet. Yeah, you know, work, he, work, 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 work. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. in charge of the whole thing. And then if you start bringing in these other, it's not going to be the he's because what did he tell? Uh, he told Mando that he wants that to be like 
the port the port stop the trader traders world or trader port he or whatever wanted, he wanted to be so, a legitimate trade port essentially yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i mean that's what he's going for so he's not going to get that if he has either one of those presents there on that on that world right so that frees him up if he need if he wants to make a nefarious deal with the underworld yeah. he still can because, the black market yeah the rebels, well he could sell that marauder now to the black market he, could. <laughs> he very well could and he might you know he because even mando questions at the whole beginning of this thing he's like are you why are you doing this are you try? are you are you wanting to get these vehicles for the black market he's kind of accusing him almost and that's when they say no we're trying to you know make the planet safe and, and whatnot but um and eventually he gives into it but it just makes me wonder if grief I, i'm not saying grief isn't a good guy i think he is but he he's kind of like lando he's not all good you know i think he has other intentions maybe at yeah. times i think it's just if you attract one side you end up attracting the other yeah you know you try to keep neutrality okay that's a, that's a fair fair, fair it's point. it's all it's all diplomatic just in order, in order to keep one side out, you have to keep the other side out. Yeah. And then uh, the captain switches the car outside, tries to get her to recruit. She says, I'm not a joiner. And then he brings up Alderaan with her. And he, it's, it's like he's trying to push her buttons. <laughs> yeah, he's, like he says they're both from Alderaan. Yeah, almost like a detective would, like an, an interrogation, good cop, bad cop almost, except he's only one cop. But he's pushing her buttons, and then he puts down... I don't know what he puts down. Did you guys think... I thought it was a transmitter at first, but the more I looked at it, it almost looked like a like an old-school badge. But like a metal. It was. Medallion, it, was yeah. it was a metal. Metal or yeah. something. Yeah. Is that what I it think was? It was, That's I what think, it looked I like. I think it was the... Uh, it was like the metal for the Battle of Alderaan kind of thing. Oh, like, really? you know what I mean? Like, like in memory of... Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, for all you lost or whatever. Yeah. You know, because she, she says she lost everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe maybe it was something like similar to that. To like, you know, mm -hmm. I feel you. You know, just so you don't feel like you're all alone in this right. kind of thing. I really wanted him to say, "Okay, I see you." Mm -hmm. um, that's one of his most famous lines from oh. uh, Jane's Convenience. Okay, gotcha. Oh God, that'd been took hilarious. that from the Navi. Yeah, it, it would have been, been so hilarious if he, if he brings that in from his other TV show. And he says, "Okay, I see you." It's like, oh. All right. So uh, the other thing I thought it might be a beacon or something. Maybe he, that's how she gets a hold of him in the future or something. Like it's a transmitter Could be. or something. I don't know. But it, it almost looked like a, like I kept looking at it and I'm like, it almost looks like an old like sheriff badge or something. The way, the way the shape, I don't know. I think it's, you know, in, in, in tune with the Western theme mm -hmm. motif that the show's got going on. I think it's more like that. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, it's like their tin. Her. It's the tin badge or whatever. Just, you know, she has the authority of remembering or something. Yeah. Or something like that. Or maybe it's, maybe it's a tracker. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of trackers. <laughs> and I also like how the captain pointed out one thing real quick. Cause we're going a little long, but, um, that the he he reveals to her he says there's something going on out here he says the core worlds don't necessarily believe that the empire is still around but there is something going on around here and i need local help with that which i thought was an interesting point is yeah he's on to it that he's trying to figure it out he just doesn't have any support right now for it with the uh, the new republic i guess which i thought mm -hmm. was kind of a a grander hint of what's going on in the the grander galaxy polit polit politically not that I want to go diving back into politics again, but it kind of gives you an idea, I thought. Just something to point out. Um, all right. So let's switch. Then, then then we switch to the Imperial Cruiser, which was awesome to see. Again, this that type of ship comes directly out of Rebels. It's not... 
kind of like uh, the next step down from a Star Destroyer, these Imperial cruisers. They're a little bit smaller. A Star Grazer. Star Grazer, <laughs> yeah. You could call it that. Um, so, uh, I was waiting for the license plate on the end. <laughs> I break, break for, for nobody. nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny how we all know that. <laughs> um, but uh, we get the suspicious mechanic. Obviously, he's come back. He's like, yep, I put a tracker on it. And I thought what was interesting was the Imperial officer says back to him, which I thought was an interesting line was, you'll be well rewarded in the new era, new era. So my question to you guys real quick is, do you think this is the new era something under Moff Gideon? Or do you, do you think Moff Gideon, her and this whole empire, what's left is actually part of the beginning of the First Order? If you yeah, will. that's what I think it is. Okay. Probably, yeah. I think it's the First Order. Because I, I, really, I really believe that's Snoke. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that um, you know, you have Moff Gideon. I'm pretty sure we're going to find some other ones that are all in charge of this, you know, bringing in this new, the new order here. Yeah. And, and that's what they've been planning this whole entire time. And they've found people that will help them for the right amount of money. Makes sense. John, what do you think? Yeah, basically. So, yeah. I think we're seeing, I do. I think we're seeing the roots of the first order, like the... Because we're about, start. I mean, like, timeline-wise, we're about, like, maybe 15 10, years 10, off. 10 to 11, 12 10, years 15. after Jedi, so. But, I mean, like, between Jedi and Force Awakens, though. It's 30 years. So, yeah, so yeah. we're, like, about the 15-year, 20-year mark. Yeah. It, yeah, so now would be about the time you start to see the First Order start to rise from the ashes of the Empire, I would think. Which, there's uh, there one question I was going to ask. Um from the time that Mando left Navarro the first time yeah. to now, how much time has passed? It's hard, actually? To, hard It to really say. is yeah. because they've established so much on Navarro. And I was like, I thought he was gone like maybe a short time after. I would say there very little time passes between chapter eight and chapter nine. So it's just, we like I said, maybe a year's past total in, in my mind, which... They said this takes place 10 years after that. I still are probably in year 11. Maybe that's because it seems like it's happening very quickly to me. I don't see a whole lot of time gap. I didn't see anything really change between eight and nine. Did you guys pick up on anything? I'll not, not really. No. Okay. So there you go. I think that was just like the big question I had was like, yeah, the timeline the between timeline. that. Yeah. I'd say we're probably 11 years, but yeah, still, I, I wish I wish they would do like one year later. One year later. <laughs> but, you know, 11 years, you know, we've got 19 years before we really see the First Order and we get into Force Awakens. So really, you know, it, it, a lot of things have to happen before, you know, the, the First Order has to be established, has to be in place. Snoke has to be known throughout the galaxy. Ben has to turn to the dark side, blah, 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 blah. So really things have to start happening now, timeline-wise, to build to build that to that point so it makes sense to me so i, I agree 100 percent with you guys so um <clears throat> so let's see well, that would, what's that, that? that that might put that girl at that tr at that school as ray <sighs> i'd have to think about it right i'll look into it and I'll, so how how old do you think ray is in the in the force awakens i'd say she's no more than than 20 that's that's just my guess Okay, so the, so the girl in that one looks to be about um, seven or eight. It's still off by a little bit. 13, 12, 12, 13 years. Years would have to pass, so that would... But, you, but, if, but if you're saying that The Force Awakens were 15, were 
12 to 15 years before that, right? And she's seven. That would make her 19, 20. But then what age was she abandoned on Jakku? She, yeah, that's the other thing. She was like, four, she looked like she was three or four when she was on Jakku. Or, yeah, five or six. Not to say she like didn't that. leave Jakku and come back. That could have happened too, but. But anyway, it's the same it. haircut. It's just funny. Yeah. I that... sent you guys, I sent you guys the pictures. Okay. Um, on, uh, both messengers, so okay. you can pull them up, Brian, if you want. Oh, I see it now. Yep. Yep, got it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, it's the exact same hairstyle, obviously, on, just on a little kid. Well, speaking of, I think that picture beforehand, we got to bring that up eventually. Picture beforehand. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you want to pull them up on your PC, Brian. Um, if you want to screenshot them. I don't think I can do that while we're broadcasting. I can try. On Messenger? Uh, We'll see. Hold on. You got okay. So let's keep the show moving while we do this real quick. Um, so speaking of uh, Imperial officers, I noticed she looks a lot like. Did you guys ever play Battlefront Two? Nope, no. I didn't either. But there was a <laughs> there was a a, a, a trailer. Like, now hold up with me, patience. <laughs> but it just it's just like That's something we haven't played. <laughs> have you guys ever? Have you guys ever driven a stick and realized how hard it is? Like, no, me neither. Wait, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, I know what you're. I know where you're going with it, Brian. I mean, it makes, yeah. I, you're talking about the trailer for the game. For the game, there was a yeah. There was a character in there that looked just like her, that was uh, the leader. It was computer animated, obviously. So I got not much, but she was motion captured off a real person. Anyway, I don't remember the character's name, but she was the. They were telling the story of the Battle of Endor from the Imperials' perspective. And she was a leader of something. I think it was called Inferno Squadron. It looked a lot like her, that, mm. that, that female. And Leave a comment below and let us know who we have forgotten. <laughs> That's the one in the top left corner. Yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, Brian, for zooming in and circling that. <laughs> give me a second. I'll, I'll take a minute. Um, but yeah. Hold on. Darth PA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I sent, I sent so. you that one, and I sent the. Uh... So, for those of you playing the home game, and I'll just put it over top of me and put. Oh, put it over top of me, please. Over the top of this. So, if you look back here, and I'm going to make it even bigger, so you can see. Yeah. So make it bigger. It looks like. Uh, Looks like somebody in the editing department and the photographer, they decided to go with this shot for some reason. Um, but as you can see, a uh, little faux pas there in the background. This is actually the very rare known, ever seen Imperial Guard known as the Lucasfilm assistant um, in his t-shirt, jeans, the urban, and urban watch. Trooper. Urban Trooper Darth P.A. Random white guy. <laughs> it's in the credits. Look it up. But we just thought we'd point that out. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious, actually. I was like, really? Wow. Come on, guys. You do a little better at, than that. at least it wasn't a cup of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and I'll... Hold on a second. I'll bring up the right picture, too, real quick here. And then, so we can all see the hairstyle that uh, that we're talking, Hank's talking, we were about, talking about here. Yeah, top left there. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So there's potentially a chance. Anyway, I don't. I'm not saying because I haven't had time to research it. But at least there's the Ray hairstyle anyway on a girl that was in Yoda's class, baby mm -hmm. Yoda's class. So there you go. So there that 
takes care of everything. Now we can those those are the that. jokes we were talking about. Those are all the jokes. So everybody's in on the joke. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to see that guy at the back of the. I just want to. I want to see <laughs> if, if that got through. If that really got through, somebody's getting fired at Lucasfilm. No. Anyway. Like I said, personal experience. <laughs> Blame the, AD. <laughs> Blame the first AD. <laughs> Somebody's getting fired. It's like uh, I think we need to go back and redo that. No, no, no we got too many scenes. Move on, moving like, on, moving like, on. Wait, who's Jordan. this character called? Grip Boy. He's playing played by self. <laughs> Grip Boy, a random white guy. Hmm. Well, you know, I was gonna say if 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 you could tell that arm is just full of like resentment and alcohol, then that's a grip. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I thought so. If you look at the hand, if you look at the hand, he's like almost the clutching of fist. <laughs> yep. Probably a grip. <laughs> when the fuck are they gonna rap? <laughs> All right, we're over an hour. Let's keep moving. Oh. <laughs> All right, they're about to get into some uh, some theories here. Yeah, I'm stuff. about to rant again. Okay, so we get to the final shot of the scene. They go the the that, that imperial officer, which may or may not be from Inferno Squadron, walks into the the and talks to Gideon, and Gideon says, "Well, we'll be ready." He says, "We got the tracker on the ship," and he's like, "We'll be ready with them." And of course, in the the room is two walls of what appears to be Darth Vader's dark troopers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw I saw online somebody said that the, the walls were full of dark Darth Vader's. <laughs> Darth Vader's, yeah. <laughs> so, what are what could these dark troopers be? Well, there are. I looked into the when I looked up dark trooper online. There's two versions or two possible versions. You have the dark trooper and then you have the shadow trooper. Here's the dark trooper. Uh, the dark trooper came in three phases. The first phase here, as you can see, was just a droid, straight up droid. The second phase. Was it looked a little bit more like a stormtrooper, but it was mostly just a droid. Whereas in phase three, where they only made a few of these, was actually like an exo suit or almost like a Iron Man suit. So the the guy would get in it, and it would be all so so like GI Joe, GI Joe the movie, yeah, GI Joe annihilation. So the GI Halo suits. <laughs> so that's one. <laughs> so that's one possibility. So that that's one possibility of what we what they have going on there. The other possibility is what was known as the Shadow Trooper. The Shadow Trooper was a regular stormtrooper that was put into a special suit of armor and then they would inject them with midi-chlorians or something that would stir up temporary force abilities in them and they wouldn't be they wouldn't that, weren't even that strong. But they also carried red lightsabers. This is all from EU and and whatnot. So and stuff that that's not awesome. canon. What's that? So that would be awesome. So I tend to think <laughs> here's, here's, here's my thoughts on the whole situation. And my, I tend to think that uh, we're going to get a, maybe a little bit of both. I think you're going to see, cause obviously we see in the scene, they're kind of, they're very robotic looking, but I think you're going to have real people inside. And because they're already messing with trying to inject people with force abilities or trying to clone somebody with force abilities that they've maybe found a way to temporarily give people minor force abilities. Thrones are better. <laughs> and but and when you think about the the story in a greater context even take it a step further. I didn't put this in the notes, so my apologies. But we're about so you've got Mando, you've got Cara Dune. We just saw them cut through stormtroopers like butter, right? Like they just went through and they, they wiped up they wiped out pretty much it was a challenge, but it wasn't super hard, right? So you're about to introduce Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano is a, the equivalent of a Jedi Master. You're about to in introduce a Jedi Master 
and you have to create some sort of a threat for her. Um, so I believe that these robots, whether they're robots or I think they're going to be some sort of a cyborg combination, like Darth Vader's, like you said, Brian, except they'll have limited force abilities. But instead of one, she's going to take on a small army or platoon of them. Because you got to have some sort of a threat to go up against a Jedi Master like Ahsoka Tano. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'll throw it back to you guys. Well, I really, I really like the the Shadow Trooper with the lightsabers. Mm. Um, I really like that idea better than these um, droid clone exoskeleton things. Um, I, I think the, um, you know, pumping them full of the midichlorian, the M count. The M count. Um, yeah, you know, pumping them with that um, to, like you said, not so much give them force abilities, but to kind of protect them from the force. Because I was reading online that a lot of people think that the reason why the stormtroopers are so horrible at shot is because of the force is able to adjust their their, their shot just enough that they miss, mm-hmm. and and that by doing this, the shadow troopers will have better aim and and see more. Yes. Um, like more menacing because they don't actually miss because they're not being affected by the force or they'll even have minor force powers they'll at least have jedi reflexes they'll be able to do minor things but i don't think you're going to see like force choke or anything from them or definitely right, not right, force yeah. lightning or anything of that nature but you will see minor they will be able to fight with a lightsaber more than likely that's just my guess i could be totally wrong and they could just be straight up droids but to me mm-hmm. it just seems like with everything they've introduced especially in this episode why not you know why aren't i don't even know when we're going to see this this might be two episodes before we see them again that are just letting you know it's there but it could be next episode as well but i think like i said i think you have to have a threat for you're 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 introducing a as the equivalent of a jedi master even though she's not a jedi anymore into the story somebody has that level of power so you have to give Something and there has to be some sort of a, a menacing threat or something to her. So to me, it just makes sense. So, <coughs> not to spoil it for anybody, but that's just my. I could be completely wrong too. I have n- I have no insider information whatsoever. So, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent pure. So tune in. <laughs> so tune in, <laughs> tune in when right we wrong. prove him right. <laughs> Was Willenbrig right or wrong? You were wrong, dude. You were so wrong. Worst podcast ever. <laughs> ever. All right, guys. So we're, we're running real long, but uh, let's get into final thoughts and grades. Uh, Brian, go ahead and start this week. Um, I'm going to definitely give it an A. Okay. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed a lot of the scenes here. Um, uh, I, you know, almost borderline A, a plus. Um, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the interaction, like I said, with Baby Yoda becoming more active, becoming more like a character. You had uh, the stormtroopers in it. You had the chase scene. You had the Tie Fighters. You had um, you know you know sneaking up on like I can remember playing you know with those kind of toys in like the creek bed mm-hmm. behind my house, and that's that's how you kind of envision it is like that they're the whole squadron is sneaking up on the people who think they're okay, and, you know, and all of a sudden then all hell breaks loose. And I'm then gonna throw this pebble at you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's just, it was, it, it just, it was a good episode. And then seeing the Raven Crest in full form, almost like it was re- restored instead of just being, you know, repaired. It felt like it was restored. Yes, I did too. Yeah. Um, it all, it all, it all felt, you know, right that AA plus range for me. Cool. 
Um, I'm also going to give this one an A to an A plus. Uh, this it said all, all the adventure of a normal episode, but they went deep. We took a super deep dive into the Force, uh, into cloning, into dark side. Not so much maybe Sith magic kind of dark side stuff, but we definitely took a uh, like a. Uh, a medical view like a, a scientific like they're trying to break the force down into scientific terms so that they can manipulate it and use it um opens up all kinds of possibilities for all kinds of cool stuff and then obviously throwing in the the dark uh the dark trooper or the shadow trooper or some combination thereof uh back into this canon and, and just to see what that's going to be and what that's going to be like and and, and does it does it feed into Moff Gideon? Is Moff Gideon want to be force sensitive? Is, they, is that why he's in in all this? You know, is he a clone himself? How does all this stuff work? You know, and um, and how's it all going to play out? It just adds the, the 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 adventure itself was fine, but to add all that, especially when we thought we were going to get Ahsoka and we didn't, for for those of us who did, it was a great payoff. This was a fantastic episode. So absolutely an A for me, Gianni. Uh, yeah, A as well, because uh, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, it's it felt like a side quest. It felt like a very like a very fun side quest, but every step that it took along the way kept building into this larger universe and this larger storyline, which made it more rewarding. And on top of that, we've got a great chase scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some funny moments. Like, there's not one moment of the episode that I think ever misses like Mm, you know the only the only thing i had like and it's a minor nitpick which was like like what i was saying before about the timelines like how much time has passed between Mm. we first left navarro and he's come back to navarro and all this it was like they've established that town quite quickly actually but um no, again, like yeah, I said, did you see the statue of IG Eleven? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, it was in the, it was center, in the, of the, the, cent- the nice. center of the square. IG Eleven. That's right nice. the bar there. That's a that nice touch. Cool. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like I said, like it's it it does what a good show do, should do, which is has a good storyline for the for the episode, but ties it into like an overall storyline as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It was it was a good episode, and yeah. Yep, and let's give Carl Weathers another shot at it. Yes, uh, Carl Weathers should direct another, another episode. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I like it. I like his style. Yeah, we should get. It looks like the like actors should be directing the shows more. Taika Waititi, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're the ones getting all the right notes for these. You had to do that. You, we had a great episode going in. You had to go and spoil it. Ah, get it off. Turn it off. Horrible. Terrible. I'll tell you what's not terrible, though, is where you can find, if you like this show and you want to find more of us, which is not terrible, I promise you, go to www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. Again, that's www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. There's links to everything there to follow, like, and subscribe. All of the uh, episodes are listed in chronological order on the main page, and then there's individual links for individual shows like this one. You click and just get the the order for the entire show, both seasons now. 
uh, even. Um, or if you do like, if you just want to go to Facebook, it's facebook.com slash the number four Midwest guys. At Twitter, it's at four, the number four Midwest guys. Uh, Egg Zone, or Brian, where can they find you? Sorry. They can find me at Egg Zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's at Stardust and Twitter. You find me on Stardust and Twitter at BWillie1977. Uh, you can find me, find all of our behind the scenes stuff on Instagram at the number four underscore Midwest underscore guys. Uh, good old fashioned uh, email, drop us an email at the number four Midwest guys at gmail.com. And of course, the new thing, the thing we're pushing this year and last year is the fan voicemail line. That's and if you call 1 859 363 5952, you'll hear a nice little recording from me. Uh, let us know your, your name, where you're from, and what you're calling about. And if we like it a lot, especially on this show, uh, if you got something about the Mandalorian you want to talk about, or if you want a good, we got a great comment, you will find yourself on the air. And I know also, uh, right now, and I'll turn it over to Johnny for a real quick second, I know John is looking for suggestions uh, for his, uh, I believe you have, you're the, thinking uh, about bringing about movie, movie My movie masochism, masochism yes. Uh, watching more awful movies. Um, um, just, I, I did like three of these episodes so far. I've had, I had a good time with them so far. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, how, how was 27 dresses? <laughs> haven't watched that one yet. Um, but no, like if I get a suggestion, I'll make some time. I'll make a whole episode for it and you know, maybe I'll torture one of you guys with it. If I feel like oh, it would no. be fun. Um, Man, this was enough, dude. I'm still trying to recover, dude. You, you, hmm. I'm still trying to recover. You know, I, I actually ended up seeing a movie worse than Cats last year. <laughs> like everyone thinks that Cats is like the worst thing they've ever seen, and no, you all haven't seen The Haunting of Sharon Tate. <laughs> so that yeah. just sounds bad. Anyway, oh, on so many levels. But yes, I am. I am looking. The Haunting for... of Sharon Tate. <laughs> Taint. <laughs> Sharon Tate, the person that was murdered in the 60s by uh, Manson's cult. <laughs> you know, how do you screw something like that up? I, I really they found know. a way. Uh, they found a way. Um, I, I could go into it, but this is a Mandalorian episode. So, but no, um, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions, I, I also enjoy watching a bunch of terrible movies. Um, I might torture these guys with some of them as well. Um, yeah, feel free to call in, leave a message on any of the aforementioned social media, and let me know, how would you like to torture me? Is there something out there that I maybe haven't seen I might want to do an episode of? Because uh, I'm considering doing some Neil Breen episodes, which if you guys think Manos is bad... Never even heard of it. If you don't know who Never. Neil Breen is, you will probably think higher of Manos. Wow, that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. All right, guys, so if you got any ideas for John and you want to see him tortured then please send this in again. Have at it. <laughs> Make sure you contact us real quick. I'll put it back up. one 359 right, gentlemen. Bring it on, everyone. Come it's on. Been an awesome, it was an awesome episode, awesome week, awesome podcast. John, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Be will. All right, I'm, uh, I almost called you Be Willie. You Mr. did call Mr. me Be with his Well, I'm not Be Willie. I'm Bauer. And he only froze up once today. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's good. It is. It's great. Especially for going along, too. Yeah, no no carbonite tonight. All right. And I'm your host, Be Willie, saying, may the force be with you always.